0: When we're hurting, it's easy to turn away, to want to shut our eyes and stop our ears and pretend like nothing's wrong, or just actively refuse to engage with our problems. But that way lies ruin. Um, I'm no expert on depression, I don't think I've ever really suffered with it, but I... Have seen a lot of unhappy people, and I've. I think I've avoided a lot of unhappiness myself by seeing how others have suffered and thinking about what led them to that path and trying to take a different one. Now, that doesn't mean my life is free of any hardship. Um, I don't think any life is, really. But, uh, I, I think thanks to a lot of, uh, the stories I've consumed have kind of embraced the fact that, you know, life is pain, and anyone who tells you differently is uh, selling something, and uh, because of that, I've tried to figure out a way to cope with the pain, and uh, I think finding love, or having love, and positivity, and, uh, I don't know, growth, or A goal that you're working towards, um, a positive goal that you're working towards is a large part of what helps you to be grounded and to uh, hang on to uh, a little bit of joy and dispel that darkness. And uh, I think that's proved out in these last two episodes of Mobile Fighter G Gundam. I'm MJ, and this is King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows. My platform for discussing one of my favorite anime of all time, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. This time I'm going to be talking about episodes 48 and 49, the final two episodes. And, uh, they're a doozy. I I was tempted to talk about them separately, but I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to not watch 49 immediately after watching 48. And, uh, I decided that I would just roll with it and, uh... Since it presents itself as one large narrative, I'll present this all as one big analysis of the two episodes after the fact. Not that it'll necessarily be long, but just there's things to say now. So this is going to be another uh, image-heavy episode of King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows. So if you're uh, listening to the audio-only version, you'll probably want to go check it out on the blog, mgmunoz.com, up in the search bar. you, You can just type in KHQS or G Gundam you'll find it either way, and, uh, if you're over on YouTube watching the video, um, well then you can just, you know, look at the pretty images as I'm talking, and trust that as the images change, what I, uh, talk about will be shifting as well. So, the first thing I want to discuss is that, well, first of all, I should back up real quick, and just say, I absolutely love these episodes, there's basically nothing I dislike about them, uh, To oversimplify the synopsis, in G Gundam 48 and 49, uh, it's just one big, long action scene or or set of action set pieces, which I don't know where the heck that term came from or what it really means, but uh, I don't like it. Anyway, (laughs) this is not the time to discuss that. But what happens here is that the siege on the Dark Gundam in Alube continues and... Uh, Domen draws closer to rain in order to free her from the dark Gundam and ultimately stop the dark Gundam uh, Then there's a little bit of a denouement afterwards and we get a hopeful, you know, a hopeful message about the future And uh, I say all that to just clarify that I'm not really gonna have anything to judge Well, anyway, the screen grabs I have I, I grabbed because they were uh, I don't know prominent images And I'm going to be using them as uh, prompts to discuss various things from these two episodes. But, uh, I mean, the review is I love it. (laughs) So, uh, there you go. You can go home now, uh, you know, turn off your phone, uh, go take a walk, do some sit-ups, do some push-ups. I don't know. Go tell somebody you love them. But, uh, anyway, now that that's over, you you can be here for uh, the rest of it. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. So Alube's motivations seem a bit muddled, uh, and actually, something about the way uh, he encountered the Dark Gundam on that day, when he got his scar and stuff, uh, makes me think about the way Master Asia encountered the Dark Gundam, and something about it broke him fundamentally. And I think that's interesting. Uh, I don't think it quite matches. Uh, you know, they call the Dark Gundam the Devil Gundam in the in the uh, original version. Uh, It originally started as the Ultimate Gundam, which I know I can't keep repeating, and, you know, sorry for that, but it's just, it's how I've been doing things. Anyway, uh, the Ultimate Gundam was supposed to be this great thing that was supposed to promote life and, uh, help regenerate the Earth and whatever. I'm sure sure DG cells were not originally intended to make, uh, creatures or organisms, um, turn evil, like, invincible and evil, uh, and, you know, murderous, but that's kind of what they do. Uh, but it's interesting because, uh, while Master is never affected by the DG cells, or never contracts them, so to speak, Uh, Alube seems to embrace them at some point. I don't know when. He's not in contact with the Dark Gundam until, uh, well, until Neo-Japan, uh, wins and takes the Dark Gundam up to the colony. So I would assume he only had a short amount of time to, uh, be in contact with them and be warped by them, but... Both he and Master say that seeing the Dark Gundam up close and experiencing its power uh, pushes them towards, uh, I don't know, bad stuff, or or where they are now and, you know, Master wanted to wipe out human life on Earth because of everything that humans had done to the Earth, had done to nature to harm, you know, the natural resources and whatnot, we've been over that. Um, But Alube just, he wants to dominate Earth because, I don't know, power? Like, power is strong, and oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, when, oh, actually, you know, it was a little bit of master beating him in the last Gundam fight that he was like, Strength is the only thing that matters, and uh, therefore the Gundam fight is just a game. And I've been criticizing the Gundam fight all along, um, and I don't know, I kind of agree with him, but at the same time, I mean, I agree that there are valid criticisms, but you know, becoming a dictator uh an authoritarian fascist or i don't even know if you'd call him fascist he's just like an oppressive uh abusive dictator like that doesn't solve the problem bub not really i mean it's it solves that problem but it creates a much bigger one so i don't know i don't get it the the like the ambition and the greed and all that on display uh is good and effective but just i don't know that his motivations actually make that much sense but it still plays off well so y'all have heard me talk about um, having a potential sequel series starring Saisai Sai You know, four years later or whatever. Uh, I would also like a spin-off <coughs> episode, series, manga, whatever, about the uh, Neo Russia space pirate dude who's into graphic design and who very quickly designed this um, map showing uh, where exactly what the generator or whatever was uh, inside the Dark Gundam, um, you know, Neo-Tokyo colony, uh, monstrosity, that's just kind of a ridiculous thing, and it's one of the things I love about G Gundam, all their screens and monitors and, uh, things like that, some of them are nonsense, uh, but then you have them in cases like this, like, where the heck did that come from, who had time to make that, and, uh, it's just, it's just funny, I mean, it's a great thing for the audience to see, but it's stupid in the universe to think about, well, how did that get made? seeing the image of the Dark Gundam like sprouting these wings and spreading them as it reaches towards Earth and um, wants to absorb it or whatever which I don't get how that helps Alube's plant at all, but whatever. Uh, really cool, very intimidating image. We've seen it in the OP and uh, we get to see it happen here live and I always wonder, do they plan that stuff out months in advance or do they animate it for the OP and they're like, hey we'll just cut this back into this or what but anyway, cool image. Uh, Dr. Mikamura or not Dr. Mikamura, Dr. McMurr is dead. Uh, Dr. Koshu, though, is back. He's alive and kicking. He's helping his son. He's helping everybody uh, survive the Dark Gundam. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's badness. Um, we don't really get to see a lot from him, know a lot of his character. Uh, it's interesting, at one point, he basically tells Doman that he has to go in and destroy, I think he says, like, son, you gotta go kill Rain, basically. Um, I'm sorry, but she's, you know, combined, trapped in, with the Dark Gundam. And, uh, I think that's interesting, because he had the brilliance to create the ultimate Gundam. Um, uh, but, like, I don't know. The man sent his ten-year-old son away for ten years to go learn to be a fighter with some stranger. Like, I know some cultures do that sort of thing, uh, regularly, um... And it gives me pause because, like, I don't see myself doing that sort of thing with any of my kids. Um, And then the fact that he, if I'm remembering correctly, if I'm not, please, you know, tell me that I'm wrong. Uh, But I'm pretty sure he basically tells him, like, hey, you know, you do what you gotta do. And then, you know, Domun finds this other way by breaking through uh, Rain's shell, so to speak, and by, you know, telling her that he loves her and all that stuff, much at the insistence of Allenby, which, you know, thank goodness for Allenby, or otherwise, uh, everybody would be in big, big trouble, she's, has uh, been a boon to, uh, the people in this world, um, but, yeah, I don't know, we don't really get that much good sense from him, although, I do think it's funny that, you know, at the end, uh, gosh, Prime Minister, can't remember the dude's name, Karato, I believe, um, he, you know, is talking with Dr. Koshu about, you know, what's gonna happen now, and, um, Dr. Kashu says, like, I think the Gundam fight's going to continue. Uh, but now that we know what's wrong with it, we can fix it. And that's a really good thing. That There's a lot of wisdom there. But um, in this world, uh, I'm going to date this. In the age, you know, in 2019, in the age of Trump and fake news and everything, you have so many people who just react partisanly to things as opposed to actually thinking about them. And there's this great saying that's, Attributed to somebody, but he didn't really say it and someone was like hey you changed your mind about this and he said when the facts change I change How I think about the world what do you do and um, (laughs) I? Think that's a great biting uh, commentary uh, clapback whatever you want to call it against somebody who uh, Basically asks you to not think critically about the world because uh, You know dr. Kosh you could just say well, like, we need to end the Gundam fight because Gundam fight bad. But he says, like, no, uh, you know, now that we know what's wrong with it, we can fix it, we can change it, which is exactly um, how people should live their lives. It, there should be introspection. We should think about what works well, what doesn't work well, and we should change things accordingly. I haven't been shy about the fact that I'm a bit of a peacenik here, um, but uh, I have to s- so the idea of... The uh, Gundam fight, where you have these small, non-lethal uh, series of combat that you know lead to you know, handing off of power, and you know it's kind of it's equal opportunity, but it's not equal outcome, uh, is really endearing to me. It's really exciting to me, and you know then I get to see awesome mecha action is really cool. And like, oh, it's funny that, or it's interesting. I, so, again, going to, to being a peacenik, being kind of like a pacifist, like, I'm not opposed to the production of the creation of the maintenance, possession, ownership, and uh, utilization of uh, weapons. Weapons of war, weapons of killing. And uh, this harks back to something from... Uh, Nya- no, not even um Rurouni Kenshin. In the very first episode, uh, Kenshin is talking about how uh, a sword is... A weapon created to kill it's a tool created to kill people it's made to end people's lives and the art of swordsmanship is learning how to most effectively kill your opponent and that that is the truth of this world uh, but that miss Masao and um, the oh boy hold on what is what is her school called I can't remember her school but like her dad's way of this sword that heals is a fiction and a lie that he would like to believe in. And uh, I kind of feel the same way about the Gundam fight, and all these powerful, uh, you know, very destructive, uh, capable, or yeah, very destructively capable, um, you know, weapons of war, or proxy war, that have been created in this world uh, of G Gundam. And uh, like, I don't know, I think there's, there's a nobility, there's a weird nobility to it all, because, uh, like, I've talked about sportsmanship, and, you know, limited national, um, like, nationalism, where you're proud of the things from your nation, you're proud of, uh, where you come from, what people who lived, you know, where you are, um, you know, have accomplished in the past, and, uh, I'm, (laughs) I have, like, a, like, a soft, uh, Well, I I don't know. I wouldn't say that I have a soft nationalism, but, like, I'm proud of being an American to some extent as as much as I hate the empire and what it does. Um, There are some awesome things about being an American. I'm in California. I think California sucks in a lot of ways, but I'm still, like, it's cool to me. Like, you know, think about Hollywood. Think about all the technology we have. Um, You know, because of the weather and whatever, all these people flock to California, and you have these incredible minds, these incredible individuals who choose to come here for different reasons, and they set their minds to things, and the stuff that they're able to accomplish is fantastic, it's, it's amazing, um, and I'm not just talking about, like, movies and stuff, and, and you know, drones, and, you know, because there's a bunch of the defense industry located here, and, uh, you know, again, I've got my qualms with that, but, like, there are really so many people here uh, in California, in the United States, um, that do so many amazing things. And, like, that's really cool. I can be proud of those things. But just because you live in a place, come from somewhere, have familiarity and connection with people, like, I don't own the victories of those other people. I don't own victories of, or, you know, the great things that, like, Hispanic people have done, or whatever, Mexican and Puerto Rican people have done, because... Well, they did those things. I didn't do them. This individual here, MJ, didn't accomplish any of those things. Uh, hopefully, he made a really awesome uh, deep-dive exploration of, uh, you know, mobile fighter G-gun that, you know, a bunch of people are able to enjoy. But, like, that's me. Um, and, you know, <laughs> this is stupid, but, like, I don't think my kids are... Like, I don't know if this is... Uh, our, I wouldn't count on this being, like, a lasting legacy. And, you know, if, uh, if this turns into something huge i wouldn't imagine that in decades there will be uh you know great great grandchildren uh from my family who are you know proud of themselves because they're descendant from me and uh you know i did some cool things i think that's kind of silly but i don't know it's all that's to say that uh you know even though we had this gundam fight um like it's neat That we've gotten to see so many different, uh, Gundams from all the different nations. We got to see, uh, like, the Statue of Liberty (laughs) canon, which is crazy. And then, like, all the different, you know, uh, Mermaid Gundams that were being developed. All the different, uh, Windmill Gundams. And just, like, this whole Gundam army of, like, these nations were fighting for, you know, supremacy in some way. But, like, the ability... What happened? Because as a result of them trying to uh, have dominance or hegemony or whatever, um, through this more peaceful process, they were able to develop these amazing weapons that they were able to use against a real serious threat. And they even make an ad hoc, um, uh, you know, Gundam Earth Federation or whatever they call it. And it's funny that Keyroll, this like murderer, this assassin, uh, is a key component of it. And then on the other side, you have Allenby, who, you know, was taken over by the Berserker It's just, it's kind of ironic, because, like, he's this old, grizzled assassin, and she's this young girl, um, who, you know, is an amazing fighter, but it was forced to do these things, and was mind-controlled, and was recently injured and stuff, but, like, they're banding together, because, you know what? If they don't, um, you know, there will be serious loss, the Earth will be damaged, other nations will be hurt, and, uh, nobody wants that, and the best way for them to overcome the Dark Gundam is by working together. And, like that it calls back to that <coughs> to that thing in the Ghana Highlands where the Dark Gundam was attacking and all five nations were working together to, um, you know, to fight it and stop it. Actually, guess you could say six because, you know, Schwartz was there too. Um, and that's just, it's so good. And you get to see that again. Like, these guys are breaking what should be the rules about how they conduct themselves with each other because, like, they're friends and they've... Blown up those lines. They they, like the nationality doesn't matter because they're fighters, and that is what links them together more than anything else. Is that these men are fighters, you know, women too, because you know, um, Allenby's in there, but like, I mean, I'm specifically more specifically talking about the Shuffle Alliance, but like these people from different countries, different perspectives, different walks of life, even they're coming together and uh, forming this alliance. Uh, of shuffles now forming this alliance that uh you know pull pulls their strength and uh you know works for the benefit of all mankind um and that's just really cool I, I love the the nature of that and of course like you know kids seeing this in Japan they're not gonna have a French guy Russian guy <laughs> they might have a Chinese person <coughs> who they meet and you know can become friends with but like it it's so broad it opens you to the idea of like yeah I could be uh, an ally and a friend with people from all over the world, from so many different walks of life, you know, a, a knight and a space pirate, like that doesn't make sense. They shouldn't be able to work together. Um, you know, like a monk and this womanizing lech uh, who's a boxer and a drinker and stuff, like these guys should not be able to work. Well, I don't know about the. I don't know that much about monks, so sorry, I don't mean any disrespect for overgeneralizing, but like that doesn't seem to work, you know? Uh, or monk in training, I guess I say she would be technically, right? Uh, But it's just like, it's so interesting uh, how the Shuffle Alliance works, how broad it is, and how, you know, you can apply that to yourself, to your life. Um, And, like, there's so many good lessons to take away from the show and the setup, the execution, everything. Uh, And, you know, that's part of what's driven home in these uh, final episodes. So, uh, something I neglected to mention is that the last time Domun got into the Gundam, which was like three or four episodes ago now, um, or maybe two or three is more accurate. Anyway, he was smiling. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen Domun smile while the mobile trace sequence was, you know, processing. And uh, I'd highlighted before that when he and Rain tag-teamed against uh, Malaysia and I don't remember who the other team was, but Skull Gundam and that, like, Ashram, no, ashra. Skull and Ashra Gundam, there we go. Anyway, um, doesn't matter. That she was very happy and that the Doom, the Gundam fight was her opportunity to do something that she enjoyed and that made her happy. Versus the Gundam fight, each individual fight that the gets into is hopefully bringing him one step closer to freeing his dad. Um, you know, but fighting his brother, which is a bad thing. And, uh, like avenging his mom's death and just all these negative things. Um, are associated with Domun being a fighter, and it's been treated by the show as if it's this, you know, big torment for him, which, uh, yeah, I I can see that. I accept that. Um, Interesting, though, that he smiles when he fights, Um, or as, you know, as he's getting into the plug, not the plug suit, whatever they call it, the trace suit, probably? Anyway, Um, But he's smiling, he's happy, and he's happy because he's fighting for love, he's fighting for rain, he's fighting to be reunited with this woman who he had spent all this time with but had never really truly come to grips with his feelings over and, uh, you know, never uh, intended on, uh, you know, well, anyway, he never got, he never took the opportunity to, you know, declare his love to her and now he has this chance and um, he's going to go ahead and do it. Now, <coughs> excuse me for that. Uh, the image that I've been talking over is the image of all of his dead loved ones um, comforting him, encouraging him, giving him strength to go ahead and uh, fight the Dark Gundam and to continue fighting and um, to fight until he reaches Rain, saves her, etc., etc. And uh, the reason I wanted to bring them up. The reason I grabbed that image and the reason I associate it with him smiling when he's going to fight is because for once stone is actually fighting for something positive. It's a it's a good goal he's trying to reach. Um, it'll make him happier when he uh, gets Rain and you know ultimately he has to fight defy- defeat the Dark Gundam too, but like defeating it becomes almost an afterthought cuz he's just there for Rain to some extent and he's uh I think that scene is um, Master Asia basically saying, like, don't let our deaths be in vain. And he's, you know, is this the extent of your ability? And it's cool, because he said that, like, three or four times throughout the show. And it's kind of taken on, now in retrospect, like, a different um, tenor, in my opinion. And finally here, it's as a loving master who, like, wants his student to excel and to exceed and to accomplish these lofty goals that he has. And... um, it's just really cool because even though his mom doesn't get a speaking part, she gets to like nod and cheer him on. I mean, we could have gotten at least a gambare, right? Anyway. Um, <coughs> but uh, Schwartz and Kyoji were there. And I really liked the idea. And I didn't remember this. Uh, even though I had framed things that way. I didn't remember that the show regards Schwartz and Kyoji as like two totally separate people. Which makes sense, I think. Uh, over You know, in the end. But uh, anyway, it's cool because, you know, the four of them are all there to encourage him to keep going and uh, I think it's really neat. It's really beautiful. It's a beautiful sentiment. And um, I like as much as the show is kind of macho and about fighting and things like that, that it is about the heart and emotions and feelings. And, and uh, I don't know, I guess like finding a way to manage those or handle those in your life. So I'm kind of winding down, wrapping up, whatever. Uh, so I have at the tail end here... Uh, I organized these images like, I don't know, like 18, 24 hours ago, something like that. And these are all just kind of beautiful images. And they're beautiful because of what they show, how they're technically uh, laid out. Um, And, um, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to show them and almost give like a a good send-off to the show. Of like, you know, this was a a well-made show. It was well-crafted. The directing is good. This Dark Gundam in its final fully evolved form uh, coming after moon It's at, uh, I think they call this a Dutch angle and um, It just, it looks intimidating and menacing and moon looks tiny or the, you know, Shining Gundam looks tiny um, Or is it Burning Gundam or whatever? I don't know, it's a Gundam uh, It's a, uh, it's Domun basically. Anyway, it's just the scale is great And it's so, it raises the stakes because it's a really scary thing to look at and I just love that they're able to accomplish so much um, with, you know, everybody working together the animators, the storyboarders, the direction. Um, it's just, it's so exciting that they're able to make these things work. Um, this is a really cool image of Metal Rain. She's like, you know, holding herself, trying to, you know, deal with her feelings and stay away from Domun. And I really like the conceit that all the stuff that Dark Gundam is doing is in response to Rain shying away from Domun because he's hurt her, or because she's afraid, rather, of how much her family has hurt him and his loved ones, and Uh, how she doesn't really see that, you know, not that she can take the place of his family, but, like, if he has her, if they can be together, they can heal from that trauma together. And I just think it's such a beautiful thing. Um, and there's another crazy image where Rain's head is huge. Um, she's, like, gigantic in comparison to Domon in scale, but, like, is that how he's feeling? He feels... Like, she's this great thing that he can hardly even approach. Like, maybe this goddess that he, uh, oh boy, maybe I'm projecting uh, how I feel. Um, but like, he feels like he can't even touch her, he can't attain her. Uh, she's just so much greater than he is. Um, I I don't know. It's cool because in that moment, Domon's being very vulnerable. But it's nice because the the way the imagery works, it's dream-like, surrealistic. Um, he like steps out of the cockpit and there's all this flame around. But, you know, Rain is no longer a giant. She's there on the wall or whatever in the Dark Gundam and he's able to go up to her and touch her face and hold her and talk to her and do all these things. But, of course, that's all not actually happening. It's just vivid imagery to indicate the state of their emotions and everything. And then she ends up uh, calling out to him because she wakes up and she realizes that, you know, they can be together even though everything her father's done and even though he's suffered through all these things. They can be together and have... love that works so she leaps from the dark gundam and he catches her and he wraps his cape around her because she's naked otherwise and uh, gosh we just get this awesome thing where they end up doing the um, sekiha uh, love love like the burning finger uh, sekiha love love love, love tenkyoken uh, together and it's cool because it's like they did the first time together when he uh, needed help and she helped him do the burning finger Um, and it's just really awesome that, like, the show ends with that. And I even, I went back to the image to look at it again and again, um, to try to capture this perfect image of them, like, in a dance move, and they're basically, like, dancing. And it's so cool because it, it's beautifully animated, like, I guess the, you could say there's sakuga there because of the way the animation was coordinated and choreographed to make them look like they're dancing. It's all very fluid, it's all very beautiful. And then, it all culminates with them shouting about how, um, their hands are burning red, and their loud cry tells them to grasp happiness, which is something I've you know, said at the end of the show because um, I like it. I, I, I like the positivity, I like the ownership that that puts on you, on me, on all of us that like we can have all these bad things happen to us, like Do-Moon and Rain and the others, um, but we can fight through it, and whether we're with friends or we're alone, um, we can reach out to other people and accomplish things. Like if, you, if you're if you a loner, look at Schwartz Bruder. He loved people. He cared about people. He wanted to help people and he had to do it all by himself because of, you know, the secrets of who he was and stuff. But he was still able to work towards that goal. And he reached out and uh, became friends as an outsider with the Shuffle Alliance and was able to make that connection. And um, ultimately, he, he was successful in his goal of seeing that the Dark Gundam wasn't used for evil. And of course that's not going to apply one-to-one to your life, but, like, you can take that as inspiration. And I just love that. I love that the show has this positivity and this beauty, and, you know, I, I mentioned the love-love Sekihaten Uh Like, it's ridiculous. They shoot, like, a sparkle beam um, at the Dark Gundam, and then there's a hole shaped, like a heart, not like a human heart, but just like the iconic heart that we use to represent love in, like, modern society, I would say. And it's just... It's poetic and it's dumb and like it's gaudy a little bit, uh, but I really love it. It's so beautiful and I don't know, it's so touching to me and I, I kind of, I, I really like hearts um, and cards and stuff and I almost, I wonder how much of the Shuffle Alliance and the fact that there's like a King of Hearts, Queen of Hearts in those games uh, or in the card games like gets to me and how much of that is like rooted in the show and watching it as you know, an impressionable 12, 13 year old, whatever I was at the time, man, I don't know, but such good stuff. Such good stuff. Uh, I would have been closer to 13 when it was first airing because I was born in 87 and uh, it debuted on Cartoon Network or whatever in like, what, 2000-ish? Anyway, I just love this show. Um, I have so much good things to say about it. Uh, it's just, it's really beautiful and it makes me happy. And, uh, um, well, no, it is. It makes me happy in the moment. But it inspires me to be happy and there are things from it that I carry forward with me in my life And I'm so happy that I took this opportunity that I grasped this opportunity myself to talk about this show and I've had you know Dozens of people checking out my reviews and stuff and I think that's cool. It'd be amazing if it were hundreds or thousands or whatever but like I'm doing this um, at a loss so to speak like I'm doing this just because I love it and I'm passionate about it and it's exciting to me to um you know if i'm going to enjoy the you know if i'm going to enjoy media i may as well make something out of it and see if it sticks and see if it connects with anybody and for those of you who've been along for the ride and who've enjoyed my commentary and um my reviews of the show thank you so much for sticking around and uh i've got a, you know a couple commenters like awesome productions um diablos i don't know uh you know what's up but you know it's been a while since you've commented and that's fine you know i mean i i get it everyone's busy but you know it's been fun having your comments too and Gosh, there was one other person whose name I can't quite remember because they haven't commented in a little while. But anyway, those are all people over from YouTube. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the, uh, the interaction. It's been fun um, getting to talk a little bit extra about the show. Uh, you know, I post an episode and then boom, it's up. And, uh, you know, it's still there. Um, or, you know, I get a comment it brings me back to that. And it's, you know, it makes it even more fun and, and enjoyable. So thanks for your participation. Uh, for everybody else, you can basically check out now if you're uh, not interested in what I have to say because I'm kind of going to pitch some of the other stuff I do. Uh, I've got mjmunoz.com. I'm an aspiring writer. Um, I'm going to slow things down because I've got a new kid. I've got, I have got four children now. Can you believe that? Anyway, um, I've got a new kid in the home. And uh, I really do need to focus on writing. I have some long-term writing projects that I've been meaning to finish for a long, long time, and I want to finish them by the end of this year, and I think I'll get to that, but September's coming up. I don't know if they're doing Toku Tokutember, because I'm into tokusatsu, and that's where you draw different, you know, tokusatsu-inspired thing every day for the month of September, um, and I, I do like art. I like drawing, so, like, I might participate in that. I don't know, but if it's not a thing that's going... Uh, there's an Ultraman show coming out on YouTube. It's a YouTube exclusive put out by Super Productions, uh, which is the company that makes Ultraman. And, uh, they've got something releasing at the end of September, so I'll be doing that, um, which, that's another show I do called Going Ultra, which, again, you can find that at mtmunios.com, or you can search around on the Recipher channel, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure I'm going to... Switch the Recipher channel, update it, and uh, rename it to uh, something else related to Tokusatsu. And um, that'll be my focus for this channel, uh, which if you're watching the video, that's where you're getting it from. And if you've got the audio, then that doesn't really matter, does it? You're probably from MTMoonios.com or iTunes or one of the other pod uh, distributors, podcatchers. Um, so I've got that. And then I'm launching a new channel. Actually, uh, all about well, it was only it was going to be about Spider-Man only, but it's actually going to be about uh, lots of different comic books because or Marvel comics because I really enjoy Marvel comics and I've decided that I'm going to read uh, with the Marvel Unlimited app. You can read; they have like more than twenty-five thousand comic books. So I'm just going to start reading. I'm going to go back to the earliest Spider-Man. I'm going to go back and check out um, stuff around that. Uh, but I'm launching the, the channel with the uh, a review, a uh, six-part review of the um, Spider-Man Life Story by Chip Zdarsky, uh, which has been really fantastic. I read through uh, all five that are out right now. Next week, uh, issue six comes out. That'll be the completion of the story, as far as I know. Um, and it's been such a great ride so far, and I want to, you know go to reviewing comics instead um it feels uh well just because i love spider-man and anime's a little tougher and you know i've got the app for all those comics and anyway it just it doesn't really matter why uh but i am going to switch to doing that and that's on a channel called uh, swinging through comics and that's available right now you can go check it out i'll post a link in the description uh both on youtube and um in the post where the show notes are on my blog so um anyway i'm going to be doing that and, uh, I've got original fiction. I haven't written stuff about, like, fighters or anything like that, really. I mean, there's some kind of action-oriented superhero-type stuff over there, but I kind of want to write more superhero stuff, which is, uh, maybe why I'm getting more into comics, um, right now. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, again, uh, converting this channel to Tokusatsu channel if you're on YouTube. I'm going to be starting a new channel, Swinging Through Comics, all about marvel comics mostly because i prefer marvel to dc i just do i don't know why but it's, it clicks with me um particularly spider-man it's kind of going to be my main focus and i'll do other i'll cover other stuff around him um starting all the way back from then and maybe i don't know i don't know what else but definitely that uh and then i'm going to focus on writing uh and you can find all that stuff at mjmunoz.com. um this is going to be rele- repeated at the last uh, 20 or so seconds because I have that boilerplate, um, you know, end of video stuff uh, telling you all about where you can find my things. So, anyway, I'm doing that. Um, So, yeah, uh, I don't know what else to say, uh, except for, remember, folks, go out there and grasp happiness. MJMunoz.com is home for all my work. Podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more. Plus, my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com/mjmonios. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.